Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Again, guess what today is? The first day of spring. And with spring comes baseball. And that's what we're talking about today. I am JT, a.k.a. The Master. And as always, on this fine 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time Sunday, it's the Master Plan. The number to call is 347 637-3220. Say that again. It's 347-637-3220. is a place to be if you want to talk to JT, the master, and you know there's only one and only, and that's me. Got a great show in store for you today. As always, we're talking today about baseball, fantasy baseball to be Exact. As promised last week, I said I was going to do a mock draft. Um, I'm only playing in one baseball league this year, and that is uh, um, the draft is next year. I'm excuse me, next year, next week, <laughs> next Saturday, and uh, it's in Yahoo. And because of that, I think I said last week I was going to do an ESPN mock draft, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do. A Yahoo mock draft. Standard scoring, 12 teams, a total of, um, uh, what, 36 players? And uh, we'll go from there. Now, I'm able to go further, but depending on the time, we could take it another round, or we could stay at at three. But I'm, I'm going to start with three as the bottom line. And then if we have more time, we can go a little further than that. So, 
baseball is a subject, and uh, I hope you uh, decide to call me or, or just listen in. Um, if you prefer not to call me, you can always listen in on www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K. And uh, some of you may not agree with my uh, um, my mock draft, which is fine. Um, we can agree to disagree. That's fine. Uh, but this is my mock draft, and this is how I see it. And uh, hopefully, I can uh, the draft I'm in on Saturday uh, next week. I can uh, benefit from that. Always have to know your your settings. Always have to know your scoring system. Hopefully, you've been doing just like in fantasy baseball or fantasy I mean, fantasy football or fantasy basketball. Hopefully, you've been doing some mock drafts just to get a feel of where certain players may go. Now, like I say, like I always say. You, you can go in a plan, but you got to have you got to be flexible. You got to be flexible because you never know. Uh, you may think your draft is going to go in one way, and each draft is different, and then it goes another way, and then you have to be able to adjust to that to maximize. Excuse me, to maximize the teams that you get to get the teams that you put together. So you have to maximize that. Uh, and you have to be flexible. Go in with a plan. Know what you want to do first off. And then you got to have a plan B, C, D, and, and, and so forth. Because in unlike fantasy football, there's a lot more players and positions to deal with. Um, so you have to be pretty knowledgeable on the players and where you may pick up a player versus someone else that's in your um, league. Have an idea of where you may uh, pick up a a jewel for, for whatever reason you have a gut feeling. You feel that someone is there that no one is thinking about. I always have one or two of those. And it, for the most part, one or two of those guys always pans out. And I pick him up. And uh, no risk, no reward. High risk, high reward. Remember that. That's that's I'm a, I'm that type of guy. High risk, high reward. So I'll take somebody that most people will um, write off, so to speak. And then um, he comes out of nowhere. Do you have a you can go with a gut feeling or statistics or whatever draws you to that person or persons or player, I should say, player or players. Take a shot. You can always drop that player for another one if it doesn't pan out. But I would venture on the side of caution and pick the player up versus someone else doing that and you saying I should have. Um, and, and uh, could have and would have instead of a- actually doing it. 
So it is what it is. All right. We're dealing with uh, Yahoo. And uh, let's start it off with round one. Now, most people, a lot of people, in my opinion, have the um, MVP of last year in the National League, excuse me, as the number one player. I don't think so. Now, depending on what part of the country you're in, depending on how you feel about one player versus another versus another, leads you, if you have the number one pick, to take um, one of three players. I never take a pitcher in the first round, so that uh, uh, thought never entered my mind, and it shouldn't enter your mind. There's too many available good pitchers out there to even think about taking a pitcher. So what's that mean? Well, quite naturally means that if you discount a pitcher, then then you and you discount a catcher because no one's going to take a catcher in the first round. There's no catcher worth that. There's no catcher worth that. Um, so that leaves the other positions: the outfield, uh, third, second, uh, shortstop, first baseman. Well, you can discount the second baseman. There's really no second baseman that that uh, is worth um, a shortstop. I mean, uh, um, a first round pick. Uh, some some can um, argue that there may be a short um, a shortstop out there or a third baseman out there that you want to take number one. But I don't think so. So guess what? I eliminated catcher. I eliminated the second base. I eliminated the shortstop. I eliminated the third baseman. Quite naturally, I eliminated the pitcher. There's only one position left in the infield, and the other positions are all in the outfield. So in my opinion, in my opinion, he may not be a, a, a – an automatic number one any longer, but he has a ridiculous floor. Okay. Outstanding. Been balling from the time he jumped into the league. And I have to say from the left coast, he's been, he's been doing his thing. And without, without a doubt in my mind, he should be the number one pick. I'm talking about Mike Trout from the Los Angeles Angels, an outfielder from the Los Angeles Angels, been balling, been balling out. Okay, been balling out. Can't see a reason why now some people may want to take or think about taking um, Bryce Harper, and we'll get to him. Because uh, he's only 22, but in my opinion, in my humble opinion, I take Mike Trout. Baseball stealer, can steal bases, hit for power, hit for average, and uh, I like all those assets. 
I'd have to think this. I'd rather have that and a guy that I know is going to give me st- uh, consistent numbers. I know this guy's been climbing up the next guy, my number two pick. The next guy has been climbing up the ladder. And he's been a, I think within the last three years, he's been a top five pick. And uh, some can dispute that he should be the number one pick this year because he's just, uh, he's been trending up and he's been balling and he's been, he's getting more and more recognized quite naturally. And people always um, gravitate to this guy, especially in, in the early rounds, early part of the first round. And that's a um, guy from Arizona. First baseman, like I said, I eliminated guys that I didn't think were in the first 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 pick. But this guy can arguably be a first pick in the draft. Some people are probably going to take him first. The first baseman, Paul Goldschmidt. Okay, five category star. Uh, and if you're in doubt, uh, infield, take an infield pick. And it's a first baseman. Guys balling out too. Without a doubt. So, my second pick in the draft would be Paul Goldschmidt. When I had talked about who would I take the first pick, um, I had eliminated quite a few positions, in my opinion. And I only left out the first baseman and the outfield. Well, the first pick, which was Mike Trout, was an outfielder. The second pick, which was a first baseman, Paul Goldschmidt, was the first baseman. So where do you think I'm going with my third pick? I'm stepping out past uh, uh, second base, walking out in the field, and picking up another outfielder who was the MVP last year with 330, 460 and, and 649 line as a 22 year old, as a 22 year old. Some would argue that he should be the number one pick because he still has his upside and uh, he still has upside. Not to say that Mike Trout doesn't. Um, but both these guys are young studs. Uh, but one versus the other has an injury concern to me. And that's one of the reasons why he doesn't steal as many bases as he used to. And that's Bryce Harper from the Washington uh, Nationals. Had an outstanding line, deserved the MVP. Um, Somewhat of a diva. Now, I'm not saying that's a, 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 a bad thing. I'm not saying that has anything to do with uh, how he performs in fantasy baseball. But the prop, the problem I, I'm talking about is this. He's an injury concern. I'm not saying he's fragile, but you can guarantee that he's going to miss some games over the course of a 162-game uh, season. Guaranteed, because that's just what Mike Tri- what Mike, excuse me, what Bryce Harper does. 
he plays the game hard and he gets nicked up ankle knee um that's just that's just the way it happens with Bryce Harper so that's another reason why I couldn't um take him number 1 I'm taking a number 3 it's not that much of a difference but uh he's a top still a top 5 pick quite naturally cuz he's trending up uh, I think he's only going to get better, believe it or not. 22 years old. He's been in the league, what, four or five years? And uh, and he's, and he's just he's, he's getting better each year. How What is his ceiling? Just think about that. What is Bryce Harper's ceiling? When he hit 330 last, last, last year. 330. All right. Let's move down to the number four spot. Now, I wrestled with this. I wrestled with this. Because um, I'm not a guy that takes pitchers high in the draft. I'm the type of guy, just like I'm in football, fantasy football, that I wait and take my quarterback. I wait and take my pitchers. Um, I don't necessarily have to have a stud. Well, let me put it, let me let me rephrase that. I don't have necessarily necessarily have to have a number uh, first round pitching pitcher drafted on my team. There's a lot of pitchers out there, high quality pitchers that you can get fourth, fifth round. Believe it or not. Maybe not the caliber of Clayton Kershaw, but really close to it. High strikeout count, um, low ERA, low WHIP, um, and on a team that can and that he can win consistently. So, but for this mock draft, I think uh, number four in the first round who's the clear number one pitcher in baseball. He should be a top five pick and that's Clayton Kershaw. Need I say more about his stats? Need I say more about his stats over the years? Consistent bulldog um, and very reliable in um Showing up for every every um, uh, um, time he needs to pitch. All right, let's move on to now, now. This guy he came on the scene rookie last year, outstanding, um, outstanding. Uh, one of the young young um, <clears throat> guns in in Houston now. Uh, this guy's. I think only going to get better. Uh, he has uh, he has a very high ceiling. And, and, and let me put it this way: he, he's my number five pick, and he could be strong competition going into next year if I if he does what I think he's going to do for the number one pick of next year. 
or move up. I mean, he's five now. He could move up because I think Carlos Correa from Houston, the shortstop, got the uh, number one overall pick pedigree, and he is trending up. Now, he's got to cut down on the strikeouts. There's no doubt about it. Two teams that have young guns that have very good players. I'm talking about Houston and Chicago. Have young guys that um, strike out a little bit too much, maybe overly aggressive or or, or um, not not being selective at the plate. But they need to uh, uh, um, cut down on their uh, strikeouts. And Carlos Correa is one of them. But outstanding, his power is only going to get better. Uh, hits for average, can steal bases. Um, what can I? What more can I say? And this other guy, this next guy, he's a shortstop. He can also be, can be. He's also he's got dual um, dual eligibility, which is always good uh, to pick up. And this guy's got power, um, and he can steal bases. He's twenty three years old. Another young guy, uh, and it's more than likely going to start the season as a third baseman, more than likely. Uh, but he's got, like I said, eligibility at the shortstop position. I'm talking about Manny Machado out of Baltimore. Can hit for power, average, steal bases, big threat. He's my number six pick. Going down to the reigning AL MVP. Now, number three was the uh, reigning NL MVP in Bryce Harper. Number seven in my mock draft would be another third baseman. Uh, and he's in the lineup that's stacked with uh, Toys to Lewiski and Jose Bustista. And now you have Josh Donaldson, who I'm talking about. Is my number seven pick in the first round. Need I say more? You got a mixture of uh, young guys and experienced guys here, and I'm 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 staying on that on that track. I talked about the Houston um, Astros and their young talent and striking out too much, being more selective at the plate, uh, and. Uh, um, Reducing their uh, strikeout um, strikeout count. Well, my number eight pick is another third baseman slash outfielder. He plays both positions. He's eligible for both positions. He's coming off a great rookie season, and there's still there's still room for improvement. I mean, quite naturally, he can hit for power, hit for average. Um, like I said, his strikeout count needs to go down. He's from out of Chicago. Um, I'm talking about Chris Bryant, young talent. Um, his his arrow is pointing straight up, and uh, I gotta believe that in that lineup uh, with um, the pieces they have in that lineup, like Anthony Rizzo and company, I, I gotta believe that um, Chris Bryant is only going to get better. Now, what happens with when these guys in their rookie season is the Pitchers, 
some adjustments to what they saw in their rookie season. And it's up to the uh, second-year player now, like Carlos Correa or Chris Bryant, to adjust to what the pitchers are adjusting to. And I think both these guys, and I'm speaking uh, about Chris Bryant too, can adjust and and, and um, um, get better and more selective at the plate and keep their pitch and their strikeout count down. Uh, let's move to this guy. Now, <clears throat> if you have a guy that it plays for the Colorado Rockies and is a pretty good hitter, grab him. This guy broke out last year, and that may be only the beginning. He's only 24 years old, 82 of his uh, 81 of his 662 games at Coors Field in Colorado. So that's always a uh, advantage when you get someone that that is a very good player and can hit for power. Then you grab him. He he can hit for average, for power drive runs in, and score runs. I think this guy is, is uh, uh, another guy, you know, another young guy that's trending up. And he's my number nine pick, Nolan Arenado from Colorado. <clears throat> Talked about the Chicago team, and I'll round off my uh, uh, top ten with another uh, Chicago player. Uh, their first baseman. In fact, that's their elder statesman, believe it or not, because he's easy. I think if I'm not mistaken, he's the oldest um, of the infielders. And he's, he, they look to him uh, as the uh, uh, leader, uh, one of the leaders. I'm talking about Anthony Rizzo from the Chicago Cubs who plays first base. I think he's in the midst of uh, 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 of being in his prime, especially with power. And uh, um, with all the players on his team that, that can get on base, um, I think he can um, – is a strong guy to get over the century mark in RBIs. And the fact is he can steal bases too. You got to, you got to like a lot what Anthony Rizzo can do. Number 11. Now all these guys were outstanding. And and my number 11, you're going to say, how the heck can you have this guy at 11 behind some of these other guys, especially some of the guys like, Nolan Arenado, Chris Bryant, or Carlos Correa, who've only done it in one year or his second year or something like that, haven't been proven over uh, several years. This is my mock draft. What can I tell you? But this guy is one of the few guys that can legitimately hit 45-plus home runs. He came off an injury last year, 
and because uh, he basically, I would say he played about a half a season. He had 27 home runs. And, and, just think about this. I know some of you don't like Barry Bonds. Uh, That's quite all right. I'm not one of them. I think he's a prolific player, should be in the Hall of Fame, but that's that's for, for a different program. The hitting coach in Miami, the Marlins, is Barry Bonds, one of the most prolific hitters in all of baseball. One of the most prolific hitters in all of baseball. And now he's got to you got to believe that when Barry Bonds talks, one of the players on the Marlins who is their big-time, big-ticket player, Giancarlo Stanton, listens. Healthy Giancarlo, I may have him at 11. He may prove to be even uh, better than that uh, come the end of the year, as long as he stays healthy. But with Barry Bonds mentoring uh, Giancarlo Stanton, uh, giving him tips, one of the best prolific hitters in all of baseball. I'm talking about Barry Bonds. I can't, I can't stress it enough because then you got, you have a young hitter looks up to Barry Bonds and who wouldn't, if you can get um, pointers, tips, um, advice from a guy uh, that looks at you from afar as a batting coach, hitting coach, whatever, whatever way you want to name it, <clears throat> and can help you in being a better hitter, wouldn't you take it? And really, he's a Hall of Famer. <clears throat> Excuse me. Even though he hasn't been officially elected to the Hall of Famer, in my book, he's a Hall of Famer. Giancarlo Stanton is going to have, barring any health issues, a monster season. Monster. And if you get him 11th, in the first round, in my opinion, that's a steal. A steal. Let's move on to another guy. That, I really like this guy. Now, and you're getting Giancarlo at the bottom of the draft in the first round. 11. Wow. That's a steal, in my opinion. Then this other guy is another steal. Power, speed. On-base percentage, can do it all. Steal bases, hit for average, hit, uh, uh, knock balls in, uh, hit home runs. I mean, hit play, uh, you know, RBI machine. He can do it all. And he's on the bottom of the first round. Andrew McCutcheon from Pittsburgh, an outfielder. That... first round is loaded and you even haven't got to the second round now just think about this if you're in the first round and you're able to pick up Andrew McCutcheon as the 12th pick quite naturally snake draft you're picking uh, in the second round the first pick who do you take How about taking a slugger who likes to who likes to flip the bat a lot, who is very intimidating 
hitter when he's at the plate. Very cocky, very uh, um, sure of himself, extremely sure of himself. In a contract year, looking to get paid uh, for all he has done for the Toronto Blue Jays. So you in the, in the uh, bottom of the first round, you have the 12th pick. You pick Andrew McCutcheon. And in my opinion, you turn around and get another outfielder in Jose Bautista. Oh my God! What could you? What more could you ask for? You got two solid outfielders that can give you power. Um, McCutcheon gives you more speed and, and stolen base than than Bautista does, but uh, uh, RBIs are going to be plentiful and home runs as well. That's a hell of a combination going from the 12th pick in the first round to the first pick in the second. All right, the second pick. Now, this guy used to be a top 10, top 5 pick at one point, um, and now he dropped into the second round. But he's, he he had a somewhat disappointing season, but he's one of the best best hitters in history of baseball. And it, it, this should be a no-brainer for the person who picked 11th, who's picking the second in the second round. Then that's Miguel Cabrera, uh, a first baseman. And, he, and I think he may still be eligible. I'm not sure if he is or not. I have to check that. Uh, at the third base position. But his position now, for all intents and purposes, is at first base. And you have to think. He had a disappointing season somewhat last year. A healthy Miguel Cabrera, uh, even though he's a year older, most hitters, most professional hitters, don't really lose it that much. And I have to think that he's out to prove something from what happened to him last year. And I think he's going to be an outstanding um, pick second round, uh, second pick in the second round. That's to me. That's that's another steal. The third pick in the second round. He had a power surge last year. Um, can he can, can he sustain that? I'm not sure about that. He can he can steal bases. Um, he can hit for average, and uh, on base percentage is very very good. And uh, I don't know if he can get any better than he got last year. And I'm talking about the second baseman out of Houston, Jose Altuve. The fourth pick in the second round. They had this kid, um, I think he's third or fourth year, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's third year, going into the third year. Hailing out of Boston, outfielder handling out of Boston. Had a lot, a lot of hype on him um, last summer, and he delivered on it. Hit for two ninety one, eighteen homers, seventy seven RBIs, uh, seventy seven runs scored, twenty one bases stolen. This will be his second, second, second full season. And he's eligible at second base also. I'm talking about Mookie Betts. Absolutely love this kid. 
outfielder and at eligible at second base. So this is another one of these two position guys that you can move around utility position, uh, second base, second base slash um, outfielder or second base slash uh, third base, depending on your categories in your league. But this kid can be versatile enough that you can use him in the outfield or uh, use him at second base. And Mookie Betts, second round, fourth pick, is I, I like that. Fifth round, I mean, excuse me, fifth pick in the second round. The only thing that he doesn't give you is stolen bases. Gives you RBIs, gives you runs scored, home runs, uh, on-base percentage, uh, uh, batting average. Talking about Jose Abreu out of the Chicago White Sox in the first baseman category. Got to love Jose Abreu. You got to love him. This The next guy, uh, middle of the second round, I picked this guy up the last time I played fantasy baseball. I picked this guy up um, because I think he's an unsung hero. Yeah, I said that, an unsung hero in uh, Arizona. And uh, I think uh, he can match what he did last year. If, if he, he could get even better. I, I like AJ, uh, AJ Pollock. An outfielder. Um, he had a, last season's breakout campaign, he, and I feel he can come close to the, the, his same numbers in two, from 2015. I, I, I gotta believe it. I, I just, uh, from what I've seen, and he's got uh, Paul Goldschmidt playing on his team too, and, and a, a better pitching staff. Uh, and I think he just gets better from one season to the next. So I'm looking for possibly even better numbers than A.J. Pollock put put up last last season. Earlier I talked about in the first round that if you have someone that's playing in Colorado that you would take him. And uh, uh, especially if he can hit and um, If he, if especially if he can hit, and he is, um, and if he's playing out out of Colorado, it would be a a benefit because all the numbers are exaggerated in Colorado. All the numbers are exaggerated in Colorado. Uh, players look like they play better in Colorado. Um, their batting average, uh, their power power uh, seems like they uh, it goes up in Colorado, and, and I gotta believe that uh, Charlie Blackman, who should push for about uh, a batting average around twenty nine home runs. I mean, excuse me, 290, about average of 290, about 20 home runs, and can steal bases. And and with the stealing bases, quite naturally, with the players that are in Colorado, 
strong possibility that he has a high uh, um, count in scoring. 30 stolen bases. I, I, I do believe that he can get that. So um, that's another guy um, near the, in, the, in the middle of the second round that you can pick up from Colorado that is going to give you outstanding numbers. This next guy um, struggled earlier in last, last season, but uh, still posted a, a good batting average. 277. He had 39 home, 39 home runs and 111 RBIs. And I think he can do it again. First baseman from that Splash Brothers, I'm talking about uh, Josh Donaldson, uh, Jose Postista. Um, who, who else is in that Toronto uh, lineup? Uh, that uh, Troy, Troy Tullowski, I think Edwin Encarcion is another good pickup um, that you can get into the second round. Um, there's a lot of good players out there, a lot of young players are you know, probably going to hot names that people are going to pick in the first round and leave these players like Edwin Encarcion to be plucked out, <clears throat> excuse me, plucked out in the second round. And uh, he's going to give you some serious numbers. My number nine pick in the second round. Hit 362 after the All-Star break last season. He's on the Cincinnati team with Paul Go- Well, not with Paul. I'm sorry, not with Paul Goldsmith. He's on the Cincinnati team. He's a diehard I should say he's a consistent player and a all-star talking about Joey Votto first baseman. So there's quite a few first basemen sitting out there that are going to be able to produce for you. Paul Goldsmith, Anthony Rizzo, Miguel Cabrera, Jose Abreu, and one of Carcion, and now Joey Votto. A lot of guys out there to pick up and uh, uh, in the 12-team league. So you have the makings of a very good team if you're able to pick up uh, players of that caliber, um, such as the ninth pick in the second round of Joey Votto. Let's get to the near the bottom of the uh, second round, the 10th pick, which be, would be um, a, a pitcher. That and, and some pitchers thrive in moving from one league to the next, from a, a American League to the National League, or vice versa. And some people, uh, excuse me, some uh, pitchers struggle. Well, this next this next pick I have at the tenth in 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 the second round, two point eight zero ERI, despite some um, despite giving up um, some. Uh, uh, too many home runs, to be exact. And I'm talking about Mac Scherzer. Strikeout machine, so if you're looking for one of these pitchers uh, that's high strikeout count and it's on a good team and with the chance to win quite a few games on the Washington Nationals, Max Scherzer is one of those pitchers. 
second round, I have no problem picking a pitcher in the second round. Uh, first round, a different story, but I will probably wait. But I'm thinking this is probably where uh, uh, Max Scherzer is going to go, or early third round, let me put it that way. And that's that's why I have Max Scherzer, the 10th pick. One of my favorite outfielders, and he was one, at one point he was a top five pick, top 10 pick, and he progressively moved down uh, through – um, PED scandals um, through uh, getting hurt and not performing as well. Um, and I still think that he is a top 10 outfielder despite what happened uh, last year with all those nagging injuries. And he's from Milwaukee. He's an outfielder. Uh, I think he played more than one outfield position. Um, I, you can use him in, in more than one outfield position if he, if you have right field, left field, or uh, uh, center field. Uh He's an outfielder, uh, Ryan Braun, one of my favorite players. I, I know he's been um, suspended, just like Alex Rodriguez, for using some um, dr- drugs that weren't allowed in baseball. But uh, he still put up numbers uh, despite uh, after he came back, and quite naturally he's getting tested just like Alex Rodriguez on a, on a regular basis. And he's still putting up serious numbers. So I still like Ryan Braun as the 11th pick in the second round. All right, let's move to the bottom of the second round. Uh, This guy has dual dual position or two-position capability, and you can use him in both, which is always good. He's a first baseman for most of the time, but he can be used in the outfield. And if you need somebody with power, uh, you don't want to wait on somebody for power. You get him, um, um, get it early. He stayed in Baltimore, um, and uh, he seemed to thrive in Baltimore. Only problem is uh, he has a high strikeout count, and that's consistent throughout the time he's been in Baltimore. But capable of hitting 40, 50 home runs, and, and that, that's he's capable of getting on a, a a streak, a hot streak of bashing home runs um, or multiple home runs in, in a game. That's how Chris Davis of the Baltimore Orioles uh, is. And I got him at the last pick in the second round. And then the person who picks last in the second round can get a guy like uh, – uh, Can steal bases and, and score runs. Not a big power guy. Can constantly um, get on base. Um, does hit for moderate average and, and score a lot of runs and stolen bases. And I'm talking about the guy from Miami, uh, D. Gordon. Uh, Mr. Speed extraordinaire. Let me put it that way. So he's my third round, first round, he's my third round, first pick. or I should say first pick in the third round. That makes more sense, Jerry. Hello. All right. We have about 11 minutes left in the show, and I think I can get to the end of this third round by then. But second pick in the third round. Another outfielder, another guy who makes his own luck 
um, by consistently ha- hammering the ball. Um, uh, and I think there's going to be a resurgence, a reestablishment of order in the um, in the uh, American League. In American League Central, if I do believe, I think that's what it is. That the uh, Detroit Tigers uh, are going to uh, make a resurgence back to the um, respectability. And I think J.D. Martinez is going to contribute to that. That's the outfield I'm talking about. He's consistently hammering the ball, and I think uh, he being an outfielder, that you can benefit from that. This guy last year uh, had double-digit homers, talking about the third pick in the third round, had 30 steals last season. And he may get picked off in the second round, uh, but I don't think I don't see him dropping any further than where I have him now, the third pick in the third round. I'm talking about the outfielder from the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, Sterling Marte. Like him a lot, uh, a young player. I can only see him getting better, barring injury. Um, and like I said, he can give you double-digit home runs along with 30 steals. So that means he's going to be on base um, uh, quite a bit for Andrew McCutcheon and company to score runs uh, and also be able to contribute in the home run category and the uh, on-base percentage and the average, um, the hitting average. So third pick, he may not even last that long. He may be somewhere in the second second round. And it's, this is all what I'm feeling, not necessarily what's going to actually uh, – this is just my mock draft. Well, let's move down to another young gun who also has a tendency, and I told you two teams that uh, have a high strikeout rate. This is one of the guys that on one of those teams in Houston that has a high strikeout rate. Um, he still needs to show – um, more plate discipline. Discipline. He's uh, going into his third year, and uh, I expect George Springer, who's an outfielder, um, and they can and steal bases, can definitely uh, knock the ball out of the park to show more uh, discipline at the plate and lower that strikeout rate that much more. I expect all these young guys. Um, with more experience and, and, and more plate discipline to uh, improve on their strikeout rate. And, and I think George Springer in a third pick in the fourth round can do that. But don't no, normally take um, um, catchers this high up, but there are two exceptions and the third round fifth pick, uh, fifth pick in the third round is one of them. Um, he 
you can almost guarantee that he's going to hit 300, have uh, 20 home runs and uh, 90 RBIs um, as a catcher. Number one catcher on the board, without a doubt. I'm talking about Buster Posey from the San Francisco Giants. Can almost guarantee that's what's going to be his numbers. And uh, that's why I have him as a catcher, one of the two catchers in this in this uh, um, third round that um, I would pick in the third round. Otherwise, I would wait on a catcher because that's probably the weakest category. So you try to take the best ones early if you can. Um, and uh, Buster Posey is my fifth pick in the third round that I would take. Now the next guy, um, probably around 140-something games, can play two positions, outfield and catcher. And that's a – anytime you get a guy that is a – dual position player that gives you a lot more flexibility on your roster. And this guy is, in my opinion, a hitting machine that can hit for power. And I like Carl, excuse me, Kyle Schwarzberger from Chicago. Now, like I said, you see young guys have a tendency to have a high strikeout rate, but they're all growing together, pushing each other, all trying to, um, be that special guy. And with uh, the manager who can nurture these guys, these young guys, with a, and I have to say, this is a professional hitter in Kyle Schwarzberger. Um, I have no problem taking him, especially as a dual threat, meaning uh, catcher and outfielder of taking him as a sixth pick in the third round. Let's move on to another pitcher. And we're still talking about um, Chicago Cubs. The uh, Cy Young Award winner of last year. Now, he had a huge workload last year. And he came out to be the best pitcher and projected to be the best pitcher on one of the best teams in baseball. Talking about Jake Arrieta. Seventh pick in the um, third round. Got another pitcher. He moved teams, uh, but he stayed still in the NL West. But he moved to... uh, uh, to another team, had a huge contract, and he moved. He's eighth pick in the third round. Um, And I think it's going to be beneficial to to the Arizona Cardinals and to uh, Zach Greinke Um, and uh, I like Zach Greinke as a viable eighth pick in the third round. Let's move down to number nine. He decided to stay in New York, 275, 30 home runs, 100 RBIs, uh, 10, 10 stolen bases. Outfielder with all the flash and dash 
um, out of, out of, coming uh, coming back to play in New York, Ioannis Cespedes. I like him as a ninth pick in the third round. Let's go to the tenth pick in the third round. Out of Chicago, this time it's with the White Sox. He's a third baseman. Still had 30, 30 home run power and double-digit steal potential. And and Chicago, he will still be hammering out those nice home runs. I'm talking about Todd Frazier. <clears throat> Number 11th pick, we got two minutes left. I think we can get to the end of this. Uh teammate of Todd Frazier's, the 11.8 batter, batters per nine innings last year. That's crazy. If the if the team trends up, the wins will also. Let me put it that way. I'm talking about starting pitcher who had a lot to say about his general manager this past week is Chris Sale. Always a strikeout machine. He just needs to uh, have better players around him so he can pick up his win totals. And last but not least, uh, in the, in the third round, we're talk we're talking about this guy can be in the conversation for this year's Cy Young Award coming off uh, um, Tommy John last year. Um, came back, uh, um, pitched decently. Uh, I think he he's going to be even that much uh, that much more improved. Jose Fernandez from the Miami Marlins. Uh, um, it will be a steal to get him in the third round, uh, the last pick in the third round. That's it for people. That's the third round, uh, three-round mock draft. Um, tune in next week. Same time, same spot. I'll be here. JT, we're talking about – we'll be talking about the draft that we had, I, we had on Saturday, on Sunday morning. Uh, with that being said, enjoy the rest of the weekend. Enjoy the first day of spring. I'll talk to you uh, on the flip side next um, week. And it's been enjoyable as always. And with that being said, let's do this. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.